vibes. Thank you for tuning in to the Push It Forward Podcast Network. I'm your humble executive producer, Herut, and this is the Cosmic Convos Podcast. On Cosmic Convos, Brother Rod myself gets into how to utilize sidereal astrology as a powerful organizing tool for your life. Whether you're talking about starting a family, getting married, raising children, starting a business, going into a new career, what career you need to choose, and a whole host of other topics relevant to everyone's life. All right. Make sure you check us out on Patreon where we release exclusive content to all of our patrons and you get the opportunity to directly interact with us and ask questions and even help us determine the shows that we cover on our weekly podcast. All right. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Conversations in the Podcast Nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You are now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and I got my good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Brother, women learning and applying. How about you, stuff, man? Hey man, no complaints, man. No complaints, man. Just trying to trying to take it to the next level, man. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're doing big things, brother. Big things. Man. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But before we get too far, I want to remind you all: make sure you like and subscribe to this channel, and make sure you hit that notification bell so you can know when we're going live or whatnot you know on a day like this when we hit an unconventional pattern or whatnot you know launching live on a day that we usually don't so you know make sure you hit that notification bell so you can know that we are um tuning in or whatnot we're getting we, we're getting busy or whatnot um but as always this episode is brought to you by push it forward media group calaprucia astrology and our good people over there on patreon big up to y'all Or whatnot. Um, if you want to connect with us on Instagram or any other social media outlets, you can find us on um, Instagram at Cosmic Convo. That's C O S M I C C O N V O on um, Instagram. And from there, you can get to all the different outlets. You can get to me personally. You can get to the Push It Forward podcast network on there. Um, and you can also get to um, all of the other you know, different um, avenues I got, you know, with uh, Ninth Floor Films and everything like that. Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, pretty much the same old same. You can hit me up either on Facebook or IG via call, uh, excuse me, Shekham Ra, or you can get at me uh, via um, Gmail at callaprushastrology at gmail.com. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um, here we are. We over here on episode 11. That's episode 111 overall. Season 5. 
or whatnot, getting it in, trucking through this season, knocking these episodes out or whatnot. Um, last week, we had a pretty interesting episode, you know, with the whole, you know, Will Jada and Chris Rock situation or whatnot. We're seeing a lot of those things fold, unfold right now. So, you know, big ups to this science and different things like that. Or whatnot. What you think about that last episode, Ra? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I just have to say, yeah, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. yeah, man. Shout outs to Will, man. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's, I feel like he's like a man on the island right now. Or <laughs> whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, people make mistakes, man. So I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, all the, all the extra. I mean, I get it. You know, big stage, the, you know, Oscars and everything like that. But, um, you know, uh, these are regular people, man. They, 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 they're famous, they're talented, but, you know, these are regular people, man. So, you know, give, give, give them a break. <laughs> they're, they're human, too. <laughs> indeed, 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 man. So, you know, much, much, you know, uh, positive energy, positive vibes, all that stuff like that. Prayers the whole nine to everybody involved or whatnot in that situation. Um, but, yeah, you know, kind of speaking to that, you know, um, today, you know, we're a little late. You know, it has some um, some storms rolling in, man, over here in Atlanta and stuff like that on Wednesday. And um, I didn't feel comfortable doing the episode because um, shortly after the time we were going to start, power got shut off <laughs> or whatnot through the different mm-hmm. storms and stuff like that. So, you know, we uh, took a hiatus. And then the day was the, the day that we actually had, you know, the time to be able to get in here and do it. So apologies for that. But, you know. This just it, we 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 you know we're moving and shaking and stuff like that. So hopefully y'all forgive us. But um, you know we we got a great episode planned for today. Um, Ra, um, before we get into anything um regarding the episode, you had anything you want to impart on the people? No, um, uh, just want to shout out to all the people that definitely came through. Um, that are in the classes in the course. Um, each one of them we having a ball, right? Uh, we have fun learning this science. We have fun exploring the um, veracity of it and exploring the different uh, levels of understanding of it. So I just want to shout out to all my students, you know, I definitely appreciate y'all participating and, you know, you know, I mean, I'm never going to completely shut it down, but we're getting to a point now where if you haven't already joined, it'll be very difficult for you to kind of um, jump in. But if you can double Dutch, you know, get at me and let me know, right. We might be able to accommodate you. Mm. Indeed, indeed, man. Shout out to them classes. Or whatnot, man. I'm telling you, you know, because like we were just we were just kind of chatting about this, you know, uh I, I delved back into the Will and Jada situation a little bit. Is that, you know, I mean, don't sleep on astrology, man. I mean, like I listen to people, you know, the, you gotta realize that this is an an advantage that most people don't have. Right? If Will would have talk to a real competent astrologer using the correct system he would have known what kind of <laughs> he would have known what he was getting into or whatnot <laughs> he would have known he was dealing with a real live man eater you know what I'm saying what I'm saying and no disrespect to Jada but I mean there are certain people that's just wired a certain way there's a reason why she's wired the way how she is you know what I mean there's a purpose behind it or whatnot but he would have known that you know you're getting into the you know, getting into, you know, um, you know, spending a life with somebody that's uh, that's hard body. 
You understand what I'm saying? You go, <laughs> you go, you're gonna have to have your A game, man. You're gonna have to be on your A game. You know what I mean? You gotta be sharp <laughs> or whatnot, cause she gonna she gonna test you, brother, <laughs> or whatnot. You no know? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the interesting thing is that <clears throat> the bull has been able to withstand the venom of the scorpion for twenty plus years, and at some point, when that venom has registered deep enough and has settled into the neurological system of the bull, the bull is going to finally react, right? And uh, it's just that's, man, that's what a, it is, right? Man, drop a bomb for that, man. That was a heck of a way to explain that, you know what I mean? If you got, if y'all don't understand the correlation is that, you know, uh, Will is a Taurus ascendant and Jada is a Scorpio ascendant. You check out the last episode, you'll see that. They're, they're opposites of each other, seven away from each other. Or whatnot. So that 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 yeah, that's an excellent, excellent, excellent way to put that. <laughs> whatnot, because that's a, that's exactly what it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, a well-built bull can only withstand so much of that toxicity, right? Yeah, the entanglement, the the toxicity of entanglements, right? At some point, will come back to haunt you, and I'm sure in the back of his mind, you know what I mean? Throughout all of this, which his mind is being rattled to a great degree because the southern node k2 is definitely approaching that 27th degree where his moon resides so he's going to lose his mind for a little bit Mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes you got to lose your mind to regain your mind so you know we're going to see some interesting uh outcomes here in the next uh couple of months with will but um you know i commend any brother that tries to keep his family together that tries to keep his marriage together, that tries to keep everything under control despite everything's going haywire and chaotic uh, behind the scenes, especially with a man-eater. You know, uh, when we say man-eater, I mean simply that her moon is in the 10th house, right, of control and dominance, right? And it's in Leo, which is the sign of, right, literally, beasts that eat men. And so by far, right, she is, um, she's got the eighth Lord conjunct the moon, right? So that mind can be tumultuous. It can be extremely commanding and demanding. In fact, I saw a couple of videos where she was, you know, kind of bossing him around trying to, you know, push his buttons. He was like, look, you know, social media is my, my bed, my bread basket. You can't just put me on like that, you know, so... You know, you got your hands full, that's for sure, you know, but uh, yeah, hang in there, Will. You know, it, things will get better once these nodes kind of, once this node moves over that uh, that moon and you can gra- gas some, gather some mental composure, uh, you should be able to weather the storm a little bit better. Right, yeah, that, yeah, she uh... That lion to try to eat that uh <laughs> that nine man you gotta have you got oh, you gotta yeah. be the king of the jungle man like you know like she got you gotta she got she gotta be your your, your <laughs> she gotta be on the hunting missions with you brother <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah she's a lioness for sure and that's why she has that 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 pride on the red table right. That- <laughs> She gets their pride on the red table and they sharpen their claws and follow their fangs. You know what I mean? So, you know, big ups to any brother that can withstand that kind of pressure. You know, I understand it. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 you know, I've done, I've done, you know, I got, I got a fiery one on my hands as well. Not like that, but a little fiery. Yeah. The different, different fire, different fire. Different type of fire. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Indeed. Indeed. Well, shoot, you know, um, you know, this stuff is jumping off for a reason. And uh, we're going to get into that, you know, this episode right here. Just, um, you know, we, we did, we I think we jumped the season off with either episode or one or two with uh, kind of like a prediction t- styles type show. But um, right now we're right on the edge of a lot of some real key movements, some key transits that's jumping off. And um, I think this was a good time for us to come in and kind of explain, you know, kind of find, you know, hone in on some key placements that we're going to be living with for at least the last year and a year and a half, um, you know, um, going on or whatnot. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. um, You know, this is probably one of the most pivotal months I've seen in astrology in years. When I say pivotal, meaning it's a turn point for a lot of different changes to occur. In the world and in the personal scene as well, of course, because we live in the world. And, um, you know, it's just I've never seen so many at once back to back. Right. I've seen. Let me not say that there was some way back in 08, but this is a little different in that. um, They're all in a weird way, kind of helping but hurting at the same time (laughs) you know it's 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 a two it's a dual-edged sword here it seems like on one side things will get better and it will to some degree you know it will change for the better and all things serve to further you know an old adage from the I Ching everything serves to further but how right (laughs) right and that's the magical question is how and why um the first major thing that we're really going to notice, and I know some people use the uh, mean node, some people use the true node. I think it's a matter of personal preference when we talk about Rahu and K Rahu and K two transiting in the heavens. I use both, right? Um, I use both just to kind of measure and see what the differences are as far as the outcomes of circumstances are concerned. Could um, you could you could you jump into what's the difference between the Sure. Two? So the difference is, you know, the mean node mean means average, right? It's kind of the average of where the planet is at this particular time versus the true is what we would consider um, the specific placement in the heavens and the true note is still an average, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different, a difference of about one degree. So um, that difference between the true note and the mean note really kind of puts a spin on when planet, when that particular Rahu and K2 as, as they are planets in the Jyotish consideration, when they will kind of move over or through or change different signs. Um, you know, right now, from the Mino perspective, right, Rahu and Ketu are at the very cusp end of Taurus and Scorpio, right? Rahu being in Taurus, Ketu being in Scorpio. Whereas with the true note, they've already entered into are changed or ingressed into different signs, Rahu being in Aries and K2 being in Libra. Um, I say always measure both. What I would really boil it down to is what the ancients use, which is the mean node, um, just because you will be able to un, un, 
unequivocally identify those changes whereas with the true node there's a there is kind of a cusp factor where it's moving and you have kind of a gray area or kind of um an ambiguity of the occurrences that take place when you see k2 move into libra Rahu move into Aries. It's unmistakable in the sense of the mean node where you can't argue the effects, right? Yeah, I um, mean, like, I haven't, I mean, I feel things, you know, moving a little bit, but I haven't, it hadn't, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't feel like it, a shift, like, quite like that yet. Mm -hmm. You will. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in rep, because for true node, it's already happened. Right. Right, you know, you know what I mean. So, mm -hmm. I, it, and and, I, and I've been t I've been like just observing it over the years just to see, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. If I if it if it you know what's the difference, um, I, and I haven't quite observed it yet. You can you feel it. I mean, you could, but can, you're gonna feel, feel it, it coming, because, but 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 it's on the cusp. You know what I mean. Yeah, right. it's it's on the hairline. You know, cusps are when you kind of like I said in the ambiguity. Right, mm -hmm. you kind of like I feel it. I, I feel different, but right. feeling different and a manifestation or an event taking place is what you were feeling. What's to come? Right, right. And so you know, Rahu and K two moving into new um, respective signs, right? Until October of twenty twenty three. Is going to be a big change for everybody. You know, we're we've accustomed, been accustomed to Rahu being in a stabilized sign, and K two being in a sign that, um, for all intents and purposes, can handle the explosiveness of, uh, you know, Scorpio can handle the explosiveness of K two, mm -hmm. right? Um, but right, considering the way it's about to unfold, uh, and we'll kind of compare it to the next kind of major trends that we're going to talk about, you know, it's going to contrast and pull away from some of the positive effects that these other placements can benefit. So Rahu in Aries inflates, right, and kind of exacerbates, right, and makes, it gives an in kind of uh, unquenchable thirst for war, right, for combativeness, for individuality, Right for uh, having an over being in overdrive, as they say, right, and K two being in the sign of compromise, balance, equanimity, right. K two is the planet that deals with uh, really removing the head from something, so you know you can't really gauge or guide yourself in regards to being able to be equitable or balanced in dealing with others. So Rahu becomes right this kind of overwhelming. In um, overwhelming condition where we're going to see a lot of um, frustration with a lot of different people, including in our own individual lives. So, you know, noticing when people are a little more agitated, a little less compro uh, compromising, um, adamant about having their way, right? Doing things based on what they, the, the gut says, right? Versus what their head says. And remember, Rahu clouds things. And Aries is what is what we consider the kind of sign that deals with, you know, the first sign, the head. So it can cloud things. It can make things, you know, seem uncertain. So we take action without, you know, considering the recompense. This is what you will notice <clears throat> as these nodes change into different signs. And this happens right around April 13th. Right. Right. 
this is when the nodes will change. So you got to always consider what plant, what where those particular rulers are. Um, in fact, we're going to have a, and I'm glad this is a conversation we're having on Cosmic Convos. We're going to have a Rahu K2 course coming up towards the end of this month and the beginning of May. So definitely chime in. Uh, if you're interested, let me know. We're definitely going to go through and exhaust right? uh, every single kind of nook and cranny because Rahu and K2 are mysterious and they're hard to understand. But back to the point I was making and that you have to understand where the planets are that rule Rahu and K2 when they enter their respective signs. So Mars, right, will be right in a very uncomfortable position, right? I know it's been an exaltation, right? But it's with also been with Saturn, which is, you know, we've had even a planetary war here with Saturn here in the last couple of weeks. So it's very uncomfortable. It's not in the best position that it could be in. And Venus, right, right is in Aquarius, right? So it's almost like, you know, the two are almost, because remember we had a planetary war with Mars and Venus, you know, earlier this year. And so that has obviously brought out a lot of war. A lot of um, unsettled energy has come to the surface. So you can see the Ukraine, different things like that that have happened. And it's also going to bring out some other things later on in the year. I think we've discussed that a little bit. And like I said, like my, my man said here in the first couple of um, uh, uh, podcasts, but, you know, it's not over in regards to the warmongering. It's not over in regards to the combative energy on this planet. And Mars being in a compromised sign, Venus is not so much in a negative position um, because it's in Aquarius, right? And Aquarius is considered a friendly sign. Um, so it's not necessarily in a detrimental position um, because for the Aquarius ascendant, it rules the fourth and the fifth house, which becomes a yoga karaka, which is a healthy positioning. In fact, it's the best planet for Aquarius. So, you know, K on the K2 side, right, we might see, you know, maybe not as much frustration on, you know, relationships in regards to uh, dealing with one to people on a one-to-one level as far as business deals, keeping promises. It may, it's going to be definitely um, some upheaval, but it may be a little bit more stabilized because Venus is in a in a position that is not so compromised. However, with Mars, right, Mars is definitely, right, in an unsavory position, right? And that's the problem in that in those balancing acts between Rahu and Ketu, or Rahu is going to create more of the problem. It's going to be more of the insatiableness as far as getting your way, right? You know, Aries can be, you know, like the immature individual that wants to have it all, right? And willing to go to great lengths to get it. So this is where most of the problems will come in is with Rahu or that particular Aryan disposition, right? This is really where you can see the most challenges coming from. So that's going to definitely be something to watch for. Um, take note. Keep mind, keep be mindful of your environment with people, right? Be mindful of being in groups, because although Libra does deal with one to one in energy, right? It also deals in large in regards to marketplaces, right? It deals with regards to business and transactions. So you want to be careful in large areas where there may be malls, um, 
um, any type of, um, you know, what they call you call, call swap meets or anything that where you go to make purchases in large numbers, right? Just be very careful because those are areas that could definitely be up for surprises, right? Um, on the other side with Aries, <clears throat> keep a cool head, right? Stay focused, you know. Give a little more than you would normally. It may be a stretch. It may be some frustration behind it. It may be that you just don't want to give in. But in the end, right, if you do, you'll probably get more out of the circumstance or situation than than what you can with regards to being the opposite of being headstrong or domineering. So that's, you know, just the first first piece of the puzzle right and i think that's one of the most important pieces because the other ones lend us a little bit more um uh self-control or a little bit more dignity in regards to their energies and forces the next one that we look at is jupiter right and you know long-awaited jupiter in its own sign you know in pisces um can be very fortuitous definitely um, it can be fortuitous. It can uh, engender the desire to uh, calm, to try to calm the waters, right? But again, you got to understand that the way these things enter, Pisces has a lot of interesting nakshatra, a few interesting nakshatras, and those nakshatras have what are called, <clears throat> uh, they're called asterisms, that's the other word, but aster, right, is kind of the connection to the word star, and so the stars in uh, Pisces, right, within these nakshatras is definitely, they're ones that can be, that can cause you to um, go deep, right, in, into uh, manifesting that peace of mind. You know, the thing about peace is that it's required only when there's not peace, right? You got to understand the duality of life and that when we talk about peace, Right. What's the opposite of peace? Disturbances. Right. Um, um, we talk about um, things that are unsettled, you know, things that are um, um, not in, in the line of being um, uh, where we can't recoup or recover ourselves. We feel lost. Right. We feel un, uh, at at odds with life, right? Pisces is the last sign for a reason, right? And of course, we consider that in the grand sense of Kala Purush or Kala Purusha, the cosmic man, or, you know, God had personified his time. But, you know, it's the last sign. And you got to kind of consider the last sign is the last leg, the last effort, the last thing that you have to go through in order to realize yourself. So it's not all it's cracked up to be in the sense of what we would think of as being um, this kind of grandiose, easygoing energy, right? It's two right. fish going in opposite directions. One fish wants to go to, towards the heavens, and the other one wants to be materialized towards the earth, right? So when you understand it from this perspective, right, this is when you get to understand that Pisces is a very, it's a, it's a dual sign. It has two sides to it complicated it's complex exactly and this is what we are going to begin to see that the complexities that we live in life are going to you know be resolved but they have to be brought up from the depth of the ocean right and so 
as Jupiter moves into this position. And it will move in shortly after, right, Rahu and Ketu enter on April the 14th. Think about that, how quick and intimate those changes are. When I say intimate, close, in proximity, you have one, you have Rahu and Ketu changing into due to signs, two signs at the same time. And then you have Jupiter changing into a sign at the, I mean, literally, I would say considering almost at the same time. So this is right. major shifts that the world is spinning and going through. So, you know, we can, you know, utilize Jupiter and Pisces by forgiving, having compassion, right? Um, healing those old wounds that we have just been harboring for years and holding on to things that really don't serve us any purpose, right? That's what moksha is all about. It's letting go. It's being freed from your bondages. And so this is what Jupiter is going to try to bring us until April of 2023. So, you know, write out the list of people that you feel like have created infractions in, in to you. Write out a list of people that have you considered wronged you. Consider who you might have wronged, right? And ask for their forgiveness. Ask for their compassion. Ask for their understanding, right? Be the bigger person. This is what Jupiter in Pisces is going to ask of us, but this is not an easy thing, right? This is not a cakewalk, you know? It's not something that you just pick up and do. It's something you really have to take into your spirit, into your mind, and dig out those subconscious things that have become rooted in angst, frustration, and anxiety. So this is what Jupiter is going to test us on for the next year. And in fact, it's almost exactly a year that Jupiter will be in Pisces. That's you know, it's nice to have it to where it's just fully smooth through. Like when before we had Jupiter back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius. So, you know, people were going back and forth between, you know, losing hope and finding hmm. hope, right? Hmm. Um, or, you know, trying to expand or grow, you know, from a social and, and a holistic perspective as far as, the, as far as society is concerned, right? And then going back into that, you know, Jupiter um, Capricornian type of, you know, frustration and despair. So, you know, this is a nice piece where Jupiter is going to move right through. There's no stops. They'll do a little dibble-dabble back. And, but, of course, you know, that's expected from Jupiter. It does that pretty much once a year. But we're going to go all the way through and end up with Jupiter in Aries, right? So, uh, and that's, of course, as of uh, April, I believe, the 23rd of 2023, right? Might yeah. be... 24th, I think. 2023, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, with, go ahead. With, with, with Pisces, you know, one thing I would like, what I would say, just from my personal experience, is like, it's an energy where you, you, you pick up things intuitively, but also like, kind of like from experience. It's like you got to jump in the water. You understand what I'm saying? To come out with what you come from. I mean, like, contrast that with, like, Sag. Sag is kind of like theory, like, almost like, you know what I mean? Like, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you try to grasp it from, you know, reasoning, putting things, you know what I mean? But with Pisces, it's like you're in it. And what you come out with, you come out with, you know, um, you come out with more clarity. You come out better, but you kind of have to go in it. <laughs> to mm -hmm. get it, you understand what I'm saying? Like you're not going to get water it without, sign. without getting into the water. Yeah, it's a water sign, which is emotional, 
right? Which is, you know, um, psychic to a degree. Um, it's feeling based. It's, you know, pulling things in, right? Think about it from the sense of when people wrong you, right? When people wrong you and when people have done you some disservice from your perception, perspective, right? It's an old, internal, deep thing that you have to deal with. Pisces is a water sign that deals in oceanic and cosmic waters, right? Right. Right. Cancer is the shore, right? Cancer is the ocean in the sense of, you know, the sea shelf, right? Where most of the kind of life that we deal with as far as the ocean is concerned is right there. But Pisces is those deep, dark waters, right? Or you have to go in and have a flashlight. Right or you can't, you can't see, so you have to feel you your see way the other through. Side. Right, you have to feel your way through. Right, you know things go bump in the night. Right, they can't see in the dark, so it senses things, and its senses are heightened. Most Pisces, Pisces ascendants are heightened. Right, but remember, at the bottom of the ocean, at the bottom of the depth of your subconscious, are things that are old, things that have become rust rusted decayed atrophied right and so for you to bring those up it becomes a cathartic process right this is what pisces is all about this is what you bring up from the depths to make sure that you are freed from it the toxicities that have remained dormant in your spirit right so pisces is gonna jupiter is gonna bring all that up from a healing perspective so which is this is a good thing right but just kind of contrast for just a split second, we talked about Rahu and Aries, right? Right. Well, Rahu in Aries will be the 12th from Jupiter in Pisces. This means that there was going to be a struggle, right? It's going to be a struggle to get to those depths by trying to still stay in the, the compensatory uh, compensatory uh, mode of self-defense or of aggravation or of um, fighting or moving into new territories and lands with, a, with, an, with an aggression, right? Right. So this is, remember I told you, this is going to be kind of a bitter, sweet, kind of a positive, negative tug of war between that which is healing and that which is hurting right and so this is when this is what's going to happen on the planet we're not going to have some overnight just kumbaya right right and pisces is a sign of kumbaya i mean if you had to pick one right um, <laughs> but it's not going to be that way right it's going to be digging out you if know you had to pick one that's funny <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, <clears throat> just for example, you know, the nakshatras, right, of Pisces, right, but from zero degrees to three, deg three degrees is Uttara Padhadrapada, which is right. the serpent of the heavens, right? Right, the dragon. It's a dragon of the heavens. Oh, Pulver, right? Pulver. I'm sorry, Pulver Padhadrapada, excuse me. Pulver Padhadrapada is zero degrees, three, degree, uh, three degrees Pisces. That's the dragons of the heaven, the dragon of the heaven, right? That means that all those fiery energies that are above us, right? Fiery energies that are um, uh, um, kind of like lightning bolts to come down. Part of that is still in Pisces. Most of it is in Aquarius, but part of it's in Pisces. So, it, you know, it what definitely will bring is a lot of weather disturbances. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Remember, water is the source for weather on this planet. The sun and the water that we that we have on this planet is the source for the weather that we have, right? Though Jupiter moving through that grows, expands, right, or exacerbates things, right? And so moving through that, weather disturbances, right? Especially during the early parts of, you know, the, the spring and, of course, during spring, because that's when it's beginning, and also during the early parts of summer. And I would say even going further into maybe midsummer, we should see a lot of weather changes and weather patterns that are very disturbances. They're very disturbing. Like right. I was just saying, I mean, we haven't we I mean, we're a couple of days from the shift, but I mean, this whole week in Georgia been like yeah. I mean, like hard body raining. Like right. I mean, we, like I said, I couldn't even do the podcast on Wednesday because it was going so hard. It was like okay. like <laughs> Like I said, the next day I woke up and the lights were out from winds blowing <laughs> like crazy, right? So we're gonna see a lot of these kind of unprecedented kind of, you know. Uh, weather patterns around the world, tsunamis, right, typhoons. Um, I would even, you know, hurricane season is, you know, upon us on the northern hemisphere towards more September, August, September, October. So even during that time, you're still going to see a lot of different changes with regards to the weather patterns. Um, right. So this is the thing that will happen with Jupiter moving into uh, Pisces. Now, that tug of war we're talking about also can create the tumultuousness because the 12th house or sign from any planet creates a disturbance or a loss or a, an expenditure, right? So Rahu and Aries is fighting, right? It's the literally the um, unrelentless disposition to have to battle things. And what are you going to battle? Right, those storms, those kind of fallouts from different weather patterns. So, again, this is when you begin to understand the depths of the science, you can see, right, how this is going to work. Right, um, it's just it, it's going to manifest directly. Um, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm sorry, that's backwards. My, my fault, y'all. Pisces is the twelfth from Rahu. So Pisces is the one that is actually going to, it, it's still the same way, but Pisces, right, is going to be in the position where it's going to have to quell or calm those Rahu heated energies, right? And so those Rahu heated energies is going to be the frustration where we're going to see the angst of society. That's why I'm pretty sure that China is going to make its bid to go ahead and jump on into Taiwan this year. They're not going to wait any longer. They've waited long enough. They've sized up America's responses through the Russian activity. They know America's only going to do so much, and they already promised in the video we showed you earlier this season, Armageddon, Armageddon, Armageddon. So they've already made their statement to say, if we go do this, you better not jump. Because if you do... Go ahead. You know, I mean, like, with that, like that dynamic that you talked about, I think that that dynamic is what's going to keep America from jumping hard body in it. They're going to be this is they're not going to just like just turn a blind eye. But as far as like initiating World War three, that 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 would keep America from making that step. You know what I'm saying? They're locked in from both sides of the ocean. Right. Right. They're <laughs> smack dab in the middle. If you go to the east, 
right? You got Russian Ukrainian conflicts, which is not going to be just assuaged overnight. I mean, they're hitting actual civilian tar- targets. And they don't care. They just like whatever, right? We're just hitting them just to hit them, just to destroy the infrastructure so that by the time you were done rebuilding, right, we would already made our point and your your military will at least be, you know, saturated with trying to stave off these little enclaves or these little bombings that we're dealing with. So, you know, it's the, it's the long game, not the short game with Russia and Ukraine. So on the eastern coast, right, you have that. And on the west coast, you have China dealing with Taiwan, right? And so North Korea, North Korea has definitely been flaring. You know, um, I mean that they did right there with you know, yeah. with China is they they you know that yeah they, sister you know brother homeboys, <laughs> so, yeah right they're partners. So you know what I mean again, right? This is you know when America is going to have to make some hard decisions, right? This is going to be serious business because if you make a, a move left or right. Yes, you know it's bad news. So America's gonna get a taste of some things that is, you know, finally sit down and be quiet, right? But Jupiter will be moving over the fourth house of America, so you know the people, the home front, would definitely be fighting for, or pulling for non-involvement, right? To be a little bit more passive, right? To have a little bit more decorum about how we stick our nose into everybody else's business. Um. But I mean, it, that's that's probably the only thing that I think if, if we're going to look at, you know, from a political perspective that like bipartisan wise, uh, I think everybody is about on the same page. Yeah, we don't want you. We don't want that. The that. United States is not trying to get into the no, no yeah, more. We situation. don't want that. We don't want that. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, this is kind of what, you know, is on the horizon for things to come down. Now, interestingly enough. Right. Um, beside the weather patterns, besides the kind of um, swelling of the waters, right? Uh, New Orleans definitely should be careful, right? Mm. This year, definitely. I mean, they say lightning doesn't strike in two places. Well, it does, right? Especially during times when the seas will kind of inflate or swell because Jupiter is the planet of expansion and it does its job no matter what sign it's in, even if it's its own sign. And Pisces is those, like I said, those waters that from a um, larger perspective. In fact, I mean, what we're going to see here, and we're going to talk about the next planet that's going to move, we're going to see over the next 14 years that the Earth is going to have to really, the planet itself is going to have to really, right, bogged down on controlling right this global warming piece we're already past a point of no return but you don't want to add fuel to the fire and so america not only america but every country on this planet is going to have some very serious conversations about global warming with that being said we're going to have neptune plant the planet of neptune moving into pisces as of the 17th of april right big changes this is global stuff right neptune is the god of the seas right and folks in this the, is neptune right here right, right here clicked right. out with jupiter poseidon in the greek pantheon neptune in the roman roman right uh um persuasion right so you know neptune has a it's a pitchfork right 
and you ever watch, you know, you know, they kind of tell you a little bit through the movies because a subconscious mind kind of tells you things before they even know what they're only talking about. The spirit kind of gives messages out to humanity. You, you, you've seen Aquaman, right? Or um, you ever seen Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, you got, I mean. Percy's dad is Poseidon. Right. Um <laughs> You got these kind of in 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 Aquaman, you know, what ha what happens is Atlantis, right, sends out a big wave throughout the whole planet and it spits up all the garbage, right, onto the shores of the of the earth. It's kind of a subconscious message to say that when Neptune, right. Or that planet with that trident is is entering into its own sign because from the western perspective neptune owns or rules pisces so it will be in Jup with jupiter right at the same time entering into the enter entering at the same time almost within three days that's uncanny <laughs> right so again more disturbances with regards to weather not going to calm the seas. It's going to inflate them. It's going to swell them. It's going to produce more of what it naturally rules, right? And so you're going to see again um, potential oil spills, right? Potential oil spills, right? Why? Because Saturn will be, and we're going to talk about that next, entering in the sign behind Aquarius, behind Pisces. And Saturn is oil, isn't it? Right. right. So, you know, from the mining aspect, from the drilling aspect, from the shipping aspect, something is poten potentially going to happen with another oil spill with within this year. Right. So just a lot of things that are going to definitely come out. The positive is that Neptune definitely will put us in a position, the planet in a position to deal with, again, those long-term things that we've been avoiding. And we know global warming is real. I don't care what anybody talks about with regards to um, uh, 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 um, um, ice ages and things like that. Yeah, okay, right. We're not really due for an ice age for quite some time. But nonetheless... There is data, proof, scientific, um, you know, means of measuring this. I mean, they know, they talk about Florida, right? The edges of Florida by 2030. This is only, what, eight years from now? A majority of the coastline will become uninhabitable. uninhabitable. And Neptune is going to move through this sign for the next 14 years. So for the next 14 years, the topic, globally speaking, is going to be the oceans changing the, the surface and changing the actual kind of uh, way we see our cities, our coastlines. I mean, New York is only a hop, skip, and a jump from that water level rising up, and you got problems. So this is something that we're going to really have to pay attention to as a planet, have very serious discussions about it, have some heart-wrenching changes that we need to make as far as the planet is concerned. Because at this point, like I said, we're past the point of no return with regards to these changes that have been happening on the planet. But you don't want to add fuel to the fire, right? You know, it's interesting that you brought up the BP situation because a lot when that BP oil spill happened, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, guess guess what? Where Jupiter was? Uh, had it was in it was in uh, was in Aquarius. It was in Pisces. I started off in Aquarius. Oh, BP, you're right. You're absolutely went, right. You're absolutely Pisces right. A few days after it, it you're absolutely right. That was in 2010, wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> right. Pay attention, right? This stuff is a Saturn beautiful. wasn't in Aquarius. It was, I think it was no, a Virgo, but it was, it was a Virgo, Virgo. But guess what? That's an opposition. That's, that's, that's an opposition. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's not all that great of a predicament to be in, right? So, you know, uh, those are things that you got to really put into framework. Um, On a personal level, you know, Neptune is, we talked about Neptune and Aquarius a lot last, last, uh, we we gave a couple of examples of what that is because of this kind of um, Me Too movement, right? But you know what the new Me Too is going to be? The planet is going to be Me Too. I'm here too, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. Me Too, right? Right. <laughs> it's going to be a Me yeah. Too of the planet, right? Right. The Earth matters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Forget I'm black lives, that. right? White lives, Asian lives. It's going to be the Earth matters, matters. right? <laughs> That's going to be the slogan for the next 14 years, right? Because Neptune is that Ten. planet. Ten. <laughs> <Right. laughs> hey, that's a whole other pun, but Tim. Right. It's going to be the Earth matters. Not black lives. The Earth matters, right? Who cares yeah. about black lives if the Earth is in peril, right? Who right. cares about any life? Because the Earth is, is what gives us life. So we're going to have a lot of environmental things that are going to go on with the planet. The planet's going to come into a consciousness that will really talk about literally what we need to do as a whole um, to get rid of, you know, the consensus of what borders bring and melt into something that we can deal with this thing from uh, from a holistic perspective. That's what Neptune and Pisces is going to do. And Jupiter is going to help usher this in with nice little things that remind us that, yeah, you need to be about that for the next 14 years, right? Um, you know, and again, this is with Rahu in Aries, right? It is the second sign from Pisces. And forgive my mistake earlier, but the second sign is what we call a Makara or a death house, the second and the seventh house. Peace, Awani. So, you know, that second house away, right, is what nourishes, is what sustains. And Rahu is what's sustaining. Rahu inflates. Rahu swells. Rahu exacerbates, right? Rahu confuses. Rahu is that going off and being in a state of mind where you don't have a sense of reality, right? Uh, it's drugs. Probably the environmental activists get very... Active, very active. They're going to have to. Right. They're going to have to fight tooth and nail if they're wise. Right. But remember, we're going to have other things that are going on where people are going to be more worried about their individuality. Right. So this is the, this is the struggle between universality and what? Individuality. Individuality. Right. When you have a 212, 212 is when the two signs are adjacent. That is what we consider an insecure or su- suspicious placement. 
you're looking behind your shoulder and the person that's behind you is looking at you like you're just a consuming head. Right. So this is where this 212, right, this kind of back and forth is going to happen. And we may see some difference when Jupiter moves into Aries because Jupiter will calm, you know, Jupiter is the only planet that can calm Aries down. See, this is how you know what's going to happen because Jupiter isn't a sign prior to Aries. Mm -hmm. So it can calm Aries. It's the only one that can calm that Aries down. The liver is the only one that can detox your body. Kidneys to some degree, but in a small, minute way, Jupiter is the true detoxer. Of course, your skin does as well, but without Jupiter, right, you're dead, right? So, you know, this is how you begin to understand it from a, um anatomical perspective in, in the sense that we're looking at the cosmic man or Kala Purush, right? The cosmic man has these things going on inside of it. So you can see the toxicity that's brewing, but at the same time, the potential attempt to, re to, remute, to remove it but through struggle and through strife. And so, like I said, Neptune, as it's entering in and moves through Pisces, the Earth is going to have to address some very serious, heartfelt things in order to deal with this. And the good news is that Jupiter will return back to Pisces with Neptune in it, but at a much later degree when Neptune is beginning to enter into the new sign of Aries. And that's in the next 12 years. So we'll have another visit of Jupiter in Pisces again. And by that time, things come what? Full circle. Circle. Yeah. We'll be at that point of the precipice of really talking about and implementing solar panels, um, energy conservation, um, recycling as a mainstay of life, um, um, changing the fuels of the planet so that we can become more energy efficient, getting rid of fossil fuels. Fossil fuels won't phase out overnight. It's going to take at least another 50 years for fossil fuels to be a, a thing of the past. Right. Well, uh, yeah, from uh, from uh, just a day to day type of thing. Well, day to day, like, but it's a gradual vehicles for vehicles. Right. It, it'll be gone by then. I mean, because every I, I, every, I, I, every manufacturer has. Let, let me say this: started making a version I think of that. It will be as far as cars are concerned. Right. That's what. Yeah. But you have airplanes, right? Oh, that's that. They are. It's, it's, it's there. They got. got They're working on it, right? But there's an electric boat, electric yacht. That's that's already that that's the that's car out. will be the first to, to go right as far as the the uh, fossil fuels are concerned. Your all the other fuel car would be your old school, right? Everybody be right, you know what I mean. But as far as all most of the new cars will be are, are become more electric anyway. Yeah, that they're phasing yeah. it in now, but you still have another you know because Neptune's got to move into Aries, right? It's got to move into Taurus, right? I think when Neptune is in Taurus. Is when we will really see, right? Like that it, it doesn't like it's, it's it's like it doesn't exist. Like you you you, you, right. you, you your car takes gas, right? You'd be looking at somebody we like gotta really. Find, we gotta find you a gas yeah. station. It'll be like an antique. I think you know, there's one collector's like, items uh, like like 15 miles away. Right. It'd be a coll <laughs> it'd be know? collector's item. You'd be a collector. Right. 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 You know. Um. So we'll see this as a progression, right? But I mean. The totality of because warplanes, right? Military still, you know, rockets. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. We'll still because we're still trying to figure out how to get from um, rocket fuel to 
you know, moving into a direction for space travel where we leave the atmosphere without all of the kind of fumes and byproducts, right? So, yeah, you know, we're moving to that, but those will be the last legs of those changes that will happen. And they will, because they are talking about how they have planes that can transcend and move directly into space, you know, from the Earth's atmosphere, which is there, but that's far, it's so far off to be a mainstream Right. That's what I mean is that, you know, in those last years, those will be the things that will be the last final legs of, of fossil fuels being used in mass. Um, but, you know, back to Neptune. Right. Neptune is going to teach us some very serious, heartfelt lessons about how to care for each other. Globally speaking, how to really take apart and understand the problems that we presented ourselves with, with being indolent with being lazy, with being careless, with being uh, nonchalant about how we affect each other on a global scale, right? This is what Neptune is going to teach us, right? Um, and like I said, the Earth matters, right, will be the slogan that we will be coming up with. So it's going to be an interesting next 14 years. Buckle up, right? Because like I said, there's going to be some major conversations and major implementations of things to to kind of offset and not add more fuel to the fire, right? Um, now, directly after that, right, we have Saturn, not directly, but the Saturn changes from uh, Capricorn into Aquarius as of April the 28th. Another, another major change, right? Big changes coming. Right before that, we have Venus moving into Pisces as of April 20, I want to say, no, April 23rd, 24th, moves in, right? So all of these things are domino effects, one right after the other. It's the same day, April 28th. Yes, I was going to say same day, right? Yeah. So interesting, right, that these things are changing all at once within the next 30 days right we're having all of these changes happen at once right unprecedented stuff right we're living in majorly changing times so with that being said right when you know you have um when you have venus entering into you know the sign of his exaltation you know most of us We'll have some reprieve as far as relationships. There'll be some forgiveness. There'll be some letting of the hair down. Like I said, compassion will be the rule of the day. You know, compassion should be, you know, and unconditional love should be the slogan, right, for this whole, you know, this whole year. Um, and you consider the Ukraine Ukraine as a primary symbol or message that compassion and forgiveness is tantamount to being important because I'm not saying I'm, you know, I don't have a dog in either race. You know, I mean, in fact, my people, our people, black people are being put in a very unfortunate circumstance because they're not even allowed to leave. They're treated as, again, second class, third class citizens, despite, right, the people of that land being treated as such, right? So it's interesting that you have people that are under duress and being uh, bombarded and they still at the same time have the audacity to treat 
you know, people of color with some disdain or some some insult. So, you know, it's a bitter kind of sweet thing when you look at it. I mean, I have to be neutral because life, the loss of life is the loss of life. But at the same time, I also have to consider the plight and issues of my own personal people in that particular part of the world. So, you know, having a dog in the race, again, you know, I'm not going to be a Malcolm X type character to say the chickens come home to roost, but, you know, you get out, what you, you get back what you put out. So, um, I mean, they're straddling the fence anyway. I mean, like, you know, as a people, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, that they're, they're, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, I'm not saying that they, uh, I'm not, you know, alluding to any kind of, you know, no, justification, no. but I mean, as far as them as a people, it's, you know, they have to have a little more insight in regards to like <laughs> who they really are and who they, you know, should slash could be aligned with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I mean, they have to work. I mean, that, that that's being worked out right there, because if they, you know, uh, had a little bit more foresight and being able to see, you know, or just or it could be a lot of things. I mean, when you start getting into, you know, global politics and you know, foreign relations and different things. There's a lot of different things that, that take place that we don't necessarily know about. But, sure, I sure. mean, any anybody can look at Ukraine and Russia and, like, what, what do you think you're going to do, Ukraine, right? You, you think you're going to be Britain? No. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I, I hear you, but you're, you're Russian, okay? <laughs> All right, you're, uh, and that, to think anything else other than that, um, you know, you you severely fooling yourself or whatnot, yeah. you know. Yeah, and <laughs> um, you know, it's just interesting how these things are playing out. But nonetheless, you know, Venus will be in uh, a sign of exaltation. It will be with Jupiter, mm-hmm. right? Um, it is going to conjoin Jupiter uh, right around. Uh, let's see, I want to say what. May 1st, uh, May 1st, right? Um, April 20, 29th, 20, uh, the 30th, right? Um, let's see. Yeah, right around, no, actually, it'll be May, right? It'll be May the, May the, no, April 30th, excuse me. Interesting, April 30th is another day we're going to talk about here, coming up here, this whole change of things, a change of events, right? So, you know, um, when Jupiter and Venus are conjoined, you know, there's a couple of conjectures with how it plays out. You know, there are two great benefit. There's two benefics, right? Jupiter being a great benefic, Venus also being a benefic. Um, and you can definitely have the feeling of um, optimism, right, in regards to, you know, relationships and conjugal interactions. Uh, but they all are also, they're both gurus in the... Um, in the sense of Sanatana Dharma or what we call Vedic astrology, they're both gurus. And so they have a different perspective on how to teach their students and whom they guide, right? Jupiter is the uh, the instructor to the devas, right? Or what we call uh, the forces of, of light. I put that within parenthesis, right? right. And um, Shukra, right, is the teacher of the asuras or the daityas which are the forces of darkness right um interesting enough the devas had a taste of the nectar of immortality 
right? But Venus was given the power to raise the dead from life. So there's a stalemate there, right? There the Davis, she can resurrect the Davis back from the dead, right? According to the story. So, you know, um, and the story gets deep, you know, Jupiter, um, Venus or Shukra was considered a more powerful student than Jupiter. You would think Jupiter would be the one, right? But actually Venus is considered the more apropos student. But Venus got a little jealous because of the way, um, because the, the, the instructor for Venus and Jupiter was both, was Jupiter's father. And so the story just gets a little, little into detail about why Venus felt so, you know, disrespected despite all of his hard work and his um, dedication to knowledge, why Jupiter was always a guru, right? Or in Gears was always treated a little better, right? So he went and found another guru. Right. But nonetheless, um, the story goes that they become, you know, vital enemies. And Jupiter sent his son, Guru sent his son to find out or Brihaspati, same, same, all the same energy, right? Brihaspati um, sent his son, right, to go find the secret of resurrecting the dead, of immortality, right? And it gets into some really interesting points, but nonetheless, right? Um, Venus was tricked because Venus's daughter was dating Brihaspati's son, right? And Brihaspati's son tricked Venus's daughter in order to give up the right, the secret, and 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 ended up that um, Venus ended up consuming or eating, right? Um, I can't remember his name, um, Brihaspati's son, and. By chance, got secret or wind of the 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 mantra, right, to create you know life from death, but because of the 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 betrayal, then because Venus's daughter proposed to Brihaspati's son, he said, "No, nah, I'm good. We just friends. I don't really dig you like that." She made him forget the power. She made him forget the mantra, right? So just the story elucidates that they have a long-standing kind of frustration with each other from the Vedic perspective, but they are still both benefics. And Venus is exalted in its enemy sign in its enemy sign for the most part. So you gotta have a lot of um processes to talk about letting old habit letting old habits go, letting people go, letting ideologies, false ideologies go. Um letting things uh, matriculate to the point where you bring out um, some some things that maybe not secret, but things that you wouldn't normally tell someone, you do tell them, and then now you have to move on to a different page. A lot of endings, right, with things. Things will be ending, um, you know, things will come to a halt, or at least move in a different direction with Venus and Jupiter moving into these positions. So... Again, right, of course, Neptune is going to be there too, right? But Neptune, again, affects things on a more global uh, or massive level. So a lot of endings, a lot of changes, a lot of things that will be recapitulated and restructured because of, you know, Venus and Jupiter kind of hanging out together and moving through uh, this respective sign. Um, Saturn moves into Aquarius, right, as of the 28th. So again, Saturn moving into Aquarius is going to be, it's not going to be in its internalized sign. It's going to be in, Saturn is going to be in its masculine or externalized sign, day sign, 
And so that's going to really talk about paying your dues consciously versus paying your dues subconsciously or um, by default, right? Um, Saturn in its own sign will give us <laughs> an awareness of some projects that we may be trying to finish or bring to a close, or at least projects that we want to like to, to bring to uh, some um, maturity. Um, it's going to be where you are having access. Now, again, Saturn is only going to be in Aquarius up to one degree. That's very yeah. short stint, right? It's going to go retrograde as of June 4th, and then as of July, it's going to move backwards, and it's going to come all the way back into Cap. Capricorn. <laughs> it'll go back to Capricorn all the way back to 24 degrees, and then as of as October, it'll begin to move forward and go right in from, <coughs> excuse me, at 24 degrees quickly into uh, Aquarius as of January of 2023. So Saturn, man, Saturn's been Saturn's going to do some interesting stuff. But here's the thing: for so long, it has been right. Jeez, go back in to get. You said, "Oh, you thought you were done, right?" No, come back. No, you're not done, right? There's some internal work you got to build. There's some structures you got to finalize, right? You know, if you look at it from a perspective of building, right? Right. Saturn is like building the foundation in Capricorn. It's the underworkings of things that no one sees. And Saturn in Aquarius is like putting on the the um, the drywall, putting yes, in the thanks. electricity, right? Yeah, they did. Right. Putting the roof on. You know, finalizing your projects. Right. A right. good way to look at it. Um, but you know, if you didn't pay your dues when Saturn, you didn't build your foundation properly when Saturn's in Capricorn, right? When you get to land the drywall, right? You might fall into a wall, right? Or push through it and it, your foundation's weak, right? So, you know, some of those projects that you were building or constructing may definitely falter if you don't at least use the time that Saturn goes back into Capricorn wisely and finish dot those I's and cross those T's and really make sure that you are structurally uh, sound, right? Um, not to mention, right, that on the 30th, and just aside from Saturn moving into Aquarius, we have the conjunction of Venus and Jupiter at the same time, we have a a solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I said, folks, this is a heck of a month to really understand all of these crazy, intense changes that we're having. And this eclipse is going to happen at 16 degrees Aries. Aries, right? Right? Considering, <laughs> I mean, this is this is like putting the cherry on top of the month. Right. So, you know, eclipses in Aries, again, eclipses don't mean you're going to see the thing manifest that day. But remember, right, Rahu is going to be in Aquarius, be in Aries for until October of next year. So now these triggers that have been set up while this eclipse happens, it's going to be big things transpire. And I'm telling you, this is what I'm talking about with regards to China. This is what I mean by them, that tripwire being set up so that they finally feel froggy enough to leap. Right? Rahu is the leap forward of our lives. It's li literally, it's leapfrog. You ever play the game leapfrog? I don't know if you might be frogger. 
Remember all those? Yeah, yeah, might yeah, be, yeah, Remember Frogger, and you had to jump, right? Yeah. To different things and not to fall in the water, right? Atari. Atari, yeah, back in the day, right? <laughs> right. That's kind of like what Rahu does. It's Frogger. It's like leaping, right. making these kind of vast jumps over stages and processes, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Capricorn ruled... Uh, uh, China is gonna feel froggy, right? So this Aries eclipse is gonna set the tripwire, right? So that when these kind of things come about in the summertime, right, you're gonna see something trigger, right? That trigger is gonna, and America's gonna have to sit back and mind their own business to some degree america never will mind its own business completely because it is sagittarius and the sagittarius is a judge it judges the world it puts everybody under its own judgment so that's just going to happen but nonetheless at least to some degree we won't be just fall out all war go run to taiwan and just you know so if they're wise, and I believe that America will have some, like we talked about, bipartisan understanding that that's just not a good move, right? We're going to have to play it from a different perspective. So, you know, that that eclipse on the 30th is going to be interestingly played out throughout the year. Um, not only that, um, you know, world leaders and people that are in power, you know, Putin has a Libra ascendant. Right, mm-hmm. and K2 gonna move right over that Libra ascendant, so at some point he just might lose it. <laughs> he might lose it. He might say to hell with it all. Right, this just this just dig in, a compromise, compromise. Sh- right, let's go ahead and push push in and and just line up the troops, and and sit up in Kiev. It's possible, right? And with K two, it's a it's it's like a a a, a dyna, It's like nitroglycerin, right? Mars is like dynamite. You know, you got a fuse and you can light it and run, right? K two is like nitroglycerin. You got to be real careful, right, of transporting it. And any slight disturbance or move, boom, right? So. A world as a world leader, definitely watch for Putin and that K two moving into his ascendant. That's definitely going and can exacerbate you know things. I mean, remember, you know, Libra is a is a powerful entity as far as leadership is concerned. Mahatma Gandhi was, you know, I don't agree with his philosophy. Don't start taking that route. But he's a right. world leader, right? Um, Adolf Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. world leader right neither which of those individuals do i aspire to emulate in any degree but they're libra ascendants right so they have a sway over the masses you can't believe right they can control the masses with ease because of their smooth operator delivery and putin is no exception to the rule right right he's been in power for the last 22 years it's about time but he's gonna go out with a what bang yeah so, you know, this is the things to kind of look for. We all in, we are in a call Sarpa Yoga, which is, you know, all of these planets, 
course, the moon is what breaks it every, you know, 14 days. It breaks it, and then, of course, every other 14 days is within the belly. But the moon is such a fast-moving planet, you know, you still consider we're going to call Sarpa Yoga. So that being said, uh, we're going to break that call Sarpa Yoga um, this month as well. The planet that will break it is the planet that deals in communication, that deals in self-expression, that deals in logic, reasoning, um, and that is the planet of Mercury. It's going to break this called Sarpa Yoga. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, it will break it right around, I'm going to say, April the 24th. Right? In fact, just to double check and see, right? Yeah, April 24th is when it breaks it, right? right. So, um, you know, we'll find ourselves being a little bit more reasonable. Even in the sense of all these dramatic changes happening, communications will open up. We won't be so bottled up in the sense of what we want to say, how we want to say it, and where we want to say it. Um, you know, being the planet that deals in, you know, um, rationality, right? You know, it'll be a little bit more, e it'll be a lot easier to, you know, come across, you know, equanimity of the mind, right? Your, your thinking process will be a lot less pent up or a lot less uh, strifled uh, with regards to your emotions. So, you know, this is all of the things that we're going to transpire with and have happened in the month of April, right? Buckle up, right? Watch out and see how it pans out. Right. Um, again, the real theme of the year is just, you know, let things go. Right. It's not that serious for us to be in a position of frustration where now we're putting ourselves in worse predic predicaments than when we can just go ahead and say, you know, it's bigger than us. Right. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. Who? How do we create win-win scenarios? How do we e level the, f the playing field? How do we put ourselves into a position of empowerment from a dualistic perspective? Right, That's the model of the year. And I urge all of you to apply it in every facet of life, whether it be from family, whether it be from business, whether it be from um, relationships, whether it be from your neighbors, whatever. Right, Look towards having some degree of, of, of um, uh, altruism. Right, and looking at things from the bigger perspective, because ultimately, right, you're literally, literally, your heart is judged on a scale, not by what you think, but how you act. And that action needs to bring forth, right, some healing. So with that being said, right, we've covered pretty much every transit uh, movement throughout this month and kind of looked at them from a long-term perspective. Um, definitely, you know, leave some comments. Let us know what you see. Let us know, you know, how you might be perceiving some of these things as well, because we're always open for, for insights and communication. Indeed. Indeed. So without further ado, um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. This was episode 11 of season five, episode 111 overall. Um, definitely play this one back listen to the first episode we did this will fine tune that first episode that we did um, for 2022 and um, you know like I said a whole other slew of mundane astrology prediction episodes that we have because it all feeds and ties in together or whatnot. Um, Rob before we get out of here you got any announcements anything like that you want to you know get to the people oh just uh, you know 
you know, um, if you have a religious practice, whether it be Islam, Judaism, Christianity, spiritual practice, whether it be, you know, um, the comedic traditions, um, Hebrew, Israelite, I don't care what it is, look in your teachings and see if you can find the, the means and the um, understanding for finding and, impl and implementing, right, forgiveness, right? Really search that out and see the benefit that it has in your lives and the lives of others. With that, right, I'm good. Indeed, indeed. So, um, you know, uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode. Um, and um, you guys be safe out there, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you.